Killed in brazen daylight. New tonight on our news live at 7. Two more lives lost as the murder count hits 14. Authorities concerned over the callousness in this recent spate of killings. And gun violence reaches Abaco as the island records its first murder for the year. A local pastor remembers the victim urgently calling for an end to the bloodshed. This as a police constable faces serious charges accused of rape and assault on that island. Then in our news at 7.30, fire engulfs the All Saints Way shanty town in Golden Isles. Firefighters rush to the scene as investigations begin. Our news live at 7 starts right now. Welcome to our news live at 7. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Kendino Knowles. The carnage continuing after two men gunned down in the capital. It pushes the country's murder count to 14. As Bertany McDermott tells us in this report, police are now worried about what seems to be the boldness behind these senseless killings. A brazen daylight shooting leaving two men dead in two separate incidents. In the first incident, police press liaison officer Chief Superintendent Kristen Skippings tells us the victim was on bail for murder and being electronically monitored. Add to that, the man was also scheduled to return to court on Monday for trial. The deadly shooting happening at the intersection of Parkgate and Village Road. Another silver Japanese vehicle pulled alongside and opened fire on that vehicle, striking the driver multiple times. The driver succumbed to his injuries on scene. Our news can confirm the victim is 23-year-old Jason Lamb. He was released on $30,000 bail for a March 1, 2021 killing. Less than an hour before that, the sound of gunshots filled the area. Police say a man was found dead through a track road. A concerned resident came outside, made a check of the southern boundary of his yard, and through a track road discovered a male unresponsive. The man is believed to be in his early 20s. The two murders pushing the country's murder count to 14. It comes amid a surge in homicides, prompting Prime Minister Philip Davis to give a national address outlining a comprehensive plan to combat crime and gang violence. Police now telling us they are concerned about what appears to be the boldness of these killings. Skipping's again making this appeal to parents who may be benefiting from these illegal activities. If you encourage your loved one, your son, and when I say encourage, I mean you allow them to sell the illegal firearms and drugs from your residence. Chances are your loved one or you will be a victim. We've seen it as a law enforcement agency. We've seen it happen over and over and over again. Reporting for Our News, I'm Berthony McDermott. All right, thanks a lot for that, Berthony. And Abaco recording its first murder for 2024. Our Megan Shepherd speaking with a local pastor and journalist who knew the victim well. Tonight he's calling for an end to the bloodshed. An Abaco man is dead and police are questioning two suspects they think are behind the fatal crime. Investigators say the 38-year-old victim was gunned down around 7 on Tuesday evening. Police were alerted by a concerned citizen who reported hearing gunshots near Laterane Way. Responding officers found the victim lying in the road. He was shot multiple times. Emergency medical technicians were called and pronounced him dead at the scene. Also responding to the scene, Bahamas Christian Network reporter and well-known Abaco pastor, Silbert Mills. His sister was there 
and some of the other relatives and uh, she confirmed to me that it was her brother Sion and I knew the kid uh, he was birthed he was born right across the street from my house Mills calling this shooting and all murders throughout the country a tragedy he says he is hopeful that this will be the first and only murder for that Northern Ireland this year. We were hoping that we would have none, but unfortunately that bloodshed has reached our island and we are the first island outside of New Province to have a murder for the year. And this concerns us coming right off the heel of the prayer that we held on Monday. The veteran reporter also pointing out an eerie coincidence with this latest murder, noting that the island's first murder of 2024 occurred on the same date as the first murder for 2023, January 16th. It happened around 7 p.m. a year ago, and the murder last night happened around 7 p.m. Now police have confirmed that a 50-year-old male from Spring City, Abaco, and a 29-year-old male from Marsh Harbor, Abaco, were taken into custody and are assisting with the investigation. Reporting for Our News, I'm Megan Shepard. Well, a 13-year-old boy fighting for his life tonight after police say he was stabbed for refusing to join a gang. The incident reportedly happening around 5.30 p.m. in Grand Bahama on Tuesday. Police say the victim was walking in Lewis Yard when he was confronted by three men he knew. Police say the man asked him to join their gang, but when he refused, police say one of them stabbed him in the abdomen. The teen is in critical condition in hospital, and police say they are still searching for his attacker. A 29-year-old police constable finding himself on the wrong side of the law after being accused of rape and assault. Prosecutors say Aaron Cash raped and assaulted a 27-year-old woman in Marsh Harbor, Abaco. The incident allegedly happened on March 22, 2023. Cash was not asked to plead to the charges when he appeared before Magistrate Algernon Allen Jr. He was denied bail as the magistrate lacked jurisdiction to consider bail for rape. However, hours later, a Supreme Court judge set bail at $9,500 with two sureties. Cash is expected back in court on March 5th to be indicted. He's being represented by Ian Cargo. As religious leaders remain divergent on the issue of capital punishment, lawmakers are tonight weighing in on the issue. Bertheny McDermott has this. Amid a spike in homicides, lawmakers on both sides of the political divide are sharing their views on the issue. Last week, Education Minister Glennis Anna Martin said it's unlikely we will see executions after Jamaican Prime Minister Andrew Holness threw his support behind capital punishment. But what do our lawmakers believe? From a personal perspective, the Word of God gives us our instructions from God for every aspect of our life. And the Bible speaks to um, eye for an eye. Sometimes you have, you have reasons for rehabilitation, um, but at sometimes that persons might want, want that route. I think it's, it's an emotional view. The last execution in the Bahamas was on January 6th, 2000 at the Fox Hill Prison. We pitched the question to the official opposition as well. Free National Movement leader Michael Pintard said the party hasn't come to a decision on the matter yet. We need to be absolutely sure that when, from the point of prosecution all the way through uh, to, from the point of arrest all the way through the prosecution, that we have the right person for the right crime. The last thing we need is to put to death somebody that is innocent. But in clear-cut cases, I believe the majority of Bahamians support 
capital punishment. And we need to start hanging persons that have been convicted, completed their appeal process of murder again. I'm not into this whole deal about Privy Council saying it needs to be the worst of the worst. That's their opinion. My the hot button issue is again making news headlines amid a surge in homicides in the capital. Religious pastors remain split on the issue. We asked the lawmakers if they believe capital punishment will be a deterrent to criminal activity. It will be a deterrent to some individuals. A lot of times murder is a crime of passion, but at the same time, an individual has lost their life. In this day and time, I don't know exactly if it's going to act as a deterrent. Uh, I, I cannot positively say it because what you're seeing on the road is people who are determined to carry out what they want to carry out. Reporting for our news, I'm Berthony McDermott. All right, thanks for that, Berthony. We've got much more to get to, but for now, it's time for your first look at temperatures. Meteorologist Greg Thompson is in the Weather Center. Greg? Yeah, thanks, Kenuna. Happy Wednesday evening, everybody. Gray skies around the northwest Bahamas. We do have a frontal boundary that's now drifting into the central Bahamas. We had some showers earlier today across the capital, and some showers occurred across the northwest Bahamas. But most of those showers are dying off as we speak. But it's left us with cloudy conditions outside right now. Temperatures cool down a little bit. It's 75 degrees. The winds are a little on the breezy side out of the northeast at 15 miles per hour. And your field site temperature is at 73. Temperatures around the islands right now, believe it or not, it is a cool 65 in Freeport, 70 in Marshall, Barbaco, 71 in Alistair, Dominique. We pick up 72, Great Harbor Key. Over in Nicholstown, Andros, the big yard, you guys are 73. 76 in Governor's Harbor. Central Bahamas, temperatures are a little on the uh, warm side. The front boundary is still slightly to the north of them. 77 in Kemp's Bay, Arthurstown, Cat Island, Cobentown, San Salvador. Georgetown is 78. Deadman's Key, you guys are 79. And into the Central Bahamas, closer to the 80-degree mark there with 78 in Colonel Hill, Cricket Island. Duncantown, Ragged Island Chain, Delectable Bay, Abrahams Bay, and Matthewtown, you all are 79. And our neighbors to the southeast, Turks and Caicos Islands, you are the warm spot. Your temperature right now is at 80 degrees. Satellite radar composite showing that frontal boundary with some cloudiness associated with it. Also some showers occurring across uh, the west of Andros. But we did have a couple of showers, as I mentioned, here in the capital. Most of the activity is now drifting towards the south. And we do have a lot of medium and upper level clouds behind that across the northwest Bahamas. But that front is going to stall. So we're going to continue to see some cloudiness as well as some isolated showers tonight through tomorrow across the northwest Bahamas. That's your first look at weather. Stick with us to look at your extended forecast still to come. Thanks, Greg. And still to come in our news, a NIB rate hike looms as the second increase in 50 years set to take effect in July. The opposition leader criticizing the Davis administration over missed opportunities for dialogue with stakeholders. Plus, the president of the GB Chamber advocates for making freedom of information a priority when our news returns. technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, 
ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having business in a box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messages. Last year, the Davis administration confirmed the first NIV rate hike since 2010 would be on the way in July this year. This increase will be the second since the opening of the National Insurance Board 50 years ago this year. Opposition leader Michael Pintard, though, saying... There's no denying NIB's challenge, but feels the Davis administration missed out on potential opportunities for dialogue with stakeholders in the past. He had an opportunity to have discussions because we won, we have to save the, um, the fund and make sure that the benefits are available for members of the public when they need it. The government failed to have the discussions around that issue. The second thing we said is that the government need to tighten up the collection and failure to tighten up the collection again creates a problem for the fund. That's in the government side. And so the prime minister needs to focus, be disciplined in remaining home and addressing these critical issues. And so I think you should put the question to him. Those items we have raised before that he didn't address then, is he prepared to address them now? Labor Minister Pierre Glover Roll says the administration was transparent with plans to increase NIB rates last year in the hopes of helping businesses prepare for what she says government anticipates will be a very small increase. She says the priority is that the rate increase doesn't result in the disenfranchising of Bahamian workers. We are already looking at legislative amendments that can speak to how we capture our employees. In Grand Bahama, the Prime Minister spoke about casual laborers. We are, we are investigating and analyzing that, that um, level of workers. The NBC uh, businesses have said that they are probably opting to go to more part-time workers. We are going to do all we can from the Department of Labor perspective, from a legal and legislative perspective, to ensure that workers aren't disenfranchised no matter what happens. That's its priority for us at the Department of Labor. Now to Grand Bahama, where the president of the Chamber of Commerce, James Carey, weighing in on the importance of the Freedom of Information Act. It comes after both Prime Minister and Communications Director in the office of the Prime Minister, Latre Ramming, both had something to say about the Freedom of Information Act earlier this month. Ramming has said if government has 10 priorities, F FOIA would be number seven. Kerry says the way he sees it, it should be a higher priority. It is important 
uh, for the, the public to be able to see and access exactly what the government is doing with, particularly with the tax money that it's collecting, um, uh, to, to know uh, what the government's arrangements are with other states and also persons within the country. Um, and I, I think it goes a long way in building confidence. Kerry also had this to say. And because they are elected the government, they do have a, uh, legally uh, to undertake a certain, uh, certain actions, but it, it doesn't mean that uh, suddenly you are removed from having to consult or inform uh, your employers in the first instance. And, um, and we come back uh, every five years with a lot of promises, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, it'll be good if we can see all the way through. When our news comes back from the break, we turn our spotlight to stories making headlines across the world as more than 100 million people under winter storm warnings in the United States. Plus, the story of a man who came back to life after the ambulance he was in hits a pothole. And supporters of a former Haitian rebel leader launch protests. The story when our news returns. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having Business in a Box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. This is our news. Welcome back. We turn our attention now to stories making headlines across the world. Winter storm warnings in effect for more than 100 million people in the United States. In the wake of relentless storms claiming lives across multiple states since Friday, a new wave of extreme cold and snow poised to sweep through the central and eastern United States intensifying travel hazards and ushering in a brutally cold weekend. The toll has already reached at least 21 storm-related deaths in Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas, Kansas, Oregon, and New York since January 12th. 
Commuters are being warned of extremely difficult travel conditions as forecasters emphasize the need for caution during the morning and evening. And in a bizarre incident from India, a man pronounced dead experienced a miraculous revival when the ambulance he was in hit a pothole en route to his village for the planned final rites. The extraordinary event happening last week in the Patiala community, according to reports, where the man was being transported to hospital by his grandson after a sudden illness. The Times of India reports the ambulance encounter with a pothole near Nising caused a jolt, startling both the vehicle and its occupants while discovering a faint heartbeat. The ambulance rerouted to the nearest hospital where the man is now said to be receiving treatment in the intensive care unit. Supporters of former rebel leader Guy Philippe have launched protests paralyzing cities across Haiti demanding Prime Minister Ariel Henry's resignation. The Associated Press reports that demonstrators closed schools, government offices and business. Philippe, who was recently repatriated from the United States, denies plotting a coup but seeks to transform Haiti amidst deepening poverty and rising gang violence. Philippe, known for a 2004 rebellion, returned to Haiti, now plagued by gangs responsible for numerous killings and kidnappings. Still to come in our news today in history, find out interesting facts about the day that was January 17th. Then in our news at 7.30, amid today's double homicide, the opposition leader says the fear of crime remains high. Plus, scenes from the All Saints Way shady town after the community goes up in flames when our news returns. technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having business in a box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. Welcome back to our news. It's time now to turn our spotlight on events that shaped the day that was January 17th. Take a look. On this day in history in 
1883, singer, songwriter, musician, and businessman Charles Leonard Lofthouse was born in Nassau. Known as one of the pioneers of Gumbay music, he wrote songs including Bahama Mama, Mama Don't Want No Peas or Rice, Moonlight Nights in Nassau, and Gumbay Drum. These newspaper excerpts tell of his success. One article reads, Now it's the Gumbay, and it may be goodbye rumba. Hello, Gumbay. Blame the tourists. He and his brother co-founded the Lofthouse Agency and Record Company. Then in 1976, Olympic gold medalist Tony Williams Darling was born in Nassau. The retired multi-medal winning track athlete specialized in the 400 meters. The best years of her sprinting career spanned the 2004 and 2005 seasons. In July 2004, the IAAF Diamond League in Rome, she broke Mexican Ana Guevara's 400-meter win streak in a time of 49.78 seconds. A month later, at the 2004 Summer Olympic Games in Athens, she won the 400 meters in a time of 49.41 seconds. For her gold medal accomplishments, the street, formerly known as Harold Road, was renamed Tony Williams Darling Highway in her honor. Then, in 2018, tragedy struck the Andros community when an Aztec Piper aircraft carrying six people crashed shortly after takeoff from the San Andros airport. Among the victims, 49-year-old mother of two, Margaret Adderley, Desiree Russell, and her young daughter, Destinique Wilson, local store owner, Carter Campbell, Valentino Knowles, and Captain Darren Clark. Two days later, officials announced they had ended their search and rescue for those on board. An investigation by the Air Accident Investigation Department concluded that pilot error was the cause of the crash. Then, Member of Parliament for North Andros and Barry Islands, Carlton Boleg, overwhelmed with grief. It's sad. It's a sad day for the whole constituency. Uh, you have an island that is very large, maybe the largest island in this country, but it's very close-knitted. Um, anytime you have a tragedy, when it hits one family, it hits everyone. And right now, I can tell you, everyone is distraught on that island. Our news has been extensively covering the British Legion Bahamas branch's efforts to care for Bahamian World War II veterans. Recently, their chairman uh, was selected for the King's New Year's Honors List. Marlena Leonard sat down for an exclusive interview. When King Charles announced his 2024 New Year Honors List, there was a familiar name among those recognized. Adina Munro Charlo was made a member of the Order of the British Empire for her dedicated service to World War II veterans through chairing the British Legion Bahamas branch. British High Commissioner Thomas Hartley explains the significance of this award from the King. In the UK, receiving an honour from the King is, is hugely prestigious. There's not many people that have them. Um, and they're very much recognising uh, service above and beyond one's day-to-day -day life. When we asked Monroe Charlo how she reacted to news of being on the King's New Year's Honours list, she says reality hasn't fully hit her yet. I didn't know that people were watching me. <laughs> All I know that I had to do this work in order to have the remaining World War II veterans and widows taken care of. Adina Monroe Charlo's connection to the British Legion spans a lifetime, thanks to her World War II veteran father, but she officially came on board in 2008. But as he got older, and he started to get tired, and it was like no one, you know, every, all, his, all of his friends were dying out, all of the colleagues were going, and um, then that's when he said, I need help. And um, I was able to assist him. And at the time, I was in a lucrative job at a law firm, and I said, of course. So I was able to 
um, also assist my father because prior to the law firm, I was also governor, uh, secretary to the governor of the Central Bank. 66 World War II veterans were alive at the time. Now, Monroe Charlo says only two are left still living in the Bahamas. As military training is a requirement for executive level positions of the British Legion Bahamas branch, Monroe Charlo enrolled in the first Royal Bahamas Defense Force Reserve Unit in her late 40s. She says she understands now why it was so important. You have to put them first. You've sacrificed yourself. Reporting for Our News, I'm Marlena Leonard. All right. Thanks so much for that, Marlena. And to see that story again and for all of today's top stories, you can visit ournews.bs. That does it for us in News at 7. Joining us now is Italia Hall with the latest headlines. Italia? Yes, Ken, thanks so much. Well, the opposition leader says the fair crime remains high, plus scenes from the All Saints Way shanty town after the community goes up in flames. Here are your latest headlines. First tonight on our news, live at 7.30, the murder count climbing to 14 in just 17 days. This is two men were gunned down in the Capitol this afternoon. And the leader of the Free National Movement says the crime rate remains high. Plus, a fire at the All Saints Way shantytown destroying unregulated structures. Fire breaking out here at the All Saints Way shantytown just days after demolition began. Now we spoke to the officer in charge and a concerned neighbor who tells us what happened. It's coming up tonight on our news. And later, classrooms destroyed at the S.E. McPherson Junior High School. The education minister is weighing in. Our news live at 7.30 is back in a moment. At the gateway to the Americas, on the picturesque island of Grand Bahama, a pioneering initiative is taking shape. Lucaya Solar Power Limited presents the $15 million Lucaya Solar Power Project, the first of its kind in the Bahamas' energy landscape. The state-of-the-art solar farm on the Fairfield and Devon sites span just over 30 acres and once completed will harness the power of the sun to generate over 9.5 megawatts of clean, sustainable energy. The Lakaya Solar Project is a pivotal step towards diversifying the country's energy sources and significantly reducing dependency on fossil fuels. It's more than just a project. It's a commitment to a greener, more sustainable future. Lakaya Solar Power Limited, powered by Inti. Powering your world, powering your future. Doctors Hospitals reimagine primary care. We've invested to improve our health system, ensuring that accessible, affordable, world-class clinical care is closer to you. Your relationship with a primary care provider shapes the foundation of your overall health. Our new, modern primary care facilities are where critical diagnosis and true personalized treatment begin. With locations across New Providence, Grand Bahama, and Exuma, we invite you to experience the doctor's hospital difference. Book your next appointment at clinics.doctorshoss.com. technology and the digital transformation. Welcome to our news. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Italia Hall. 
fire ravaging the All Saints Way shanty town. Our Joshua Williams reports on the situation there in about five minutes. But before we get to scenes from that community, the murder rate now climbing to 14 in just 17 days. This is two men were shot dead this afternoon in two separate incidents. The first deadly shooting at the intersection of Parkgate and Village Road. Police press liaison Chief Superintendent Chris Ling Skippings tells us the victim was being electronically monitored as he is on bail for murder and was scheduled to return to court on Monday for trial. The second incident happening in the Fox Hill community, the victim is believed to be in his early 20s. Now the full story from both incidents are available now on ournews.bs and if you're watching us on Facebook, the story is now live. While Free National Movement leader Michael Pintard maintains the fear of crime remains high among Bahamians. His comments come after National Security Minister Wayne Monroe told a local daily crime was down 20% at the end of 2023. Monroe told the Nassau Guardian police stat statistics rather show an 11% increase in rapes. Notwithstanding any figures they may give, the general Bahamian uh, community have a fair of the pervasiveness of crime and they have a real concern about their own safety that's affecting the kind of investment they're making in their businesses around security as well as the scarcity of attendance at some critical events for for members of the public is their concern now there have been more than a dozen homicides since 2024 rolled in the spike in homicides however started in december of 2023 however pintar doesn't believe the crime matter is being handled properly we know that they are not managing the the stakeholder consultation and engagement in the community in a manner that can can bring crime down and and so again the prime minister i understand is now traveling once again what could he be going to that is infinitely more important than him trying to marshal the discussion between private sector, faith-based organizations, opposition, government in, in reducing this, this carnage that, that's happening in our homes and on our streets? He's unfocused and undisciplined in this regard. Well, a 44-year-old man charged with murder, firearm possession and ammunition is behind bars tonight. Prosecutors say Alvin Morley Sr. is responsible for the January 10th murder of Destin Curtis. According to police, Curtis was sitting in a car in Montel Heights when he was shot by a gunman alleged, alleged to be Morley. Police allegedly found Morley with a G2C 9mm pistol and nine rounds of ammunition. Now, Morley did not have to enter a plea to the charges when he stood before Magistrate Algernon Allen Jr. Bail was denied and he's next due in court on May 29th. There has been another blaze in a new Providence shantytown, and this time at the All Saints Way unregulated community in the Golden Isles area. Our news visiting the scene this morning just as fire marshals arrived to tackle what was left of the blaze. Our Joshua Williams was there. When our news arrived on scene, heavy smoke filled the air along with pockets of fire still burning hours after a blaze broke out of the All Saints Way shantytown. This coming days after demolition began at the unregulated community. Superintendent of Police Stephen Carey, who is attached to the Unregulated Community Action Task Force, says authorities were alerted to the area early this morning. At about 1 a.m. this morning, a fire control room received a call of, the, of a fire in the area of All Saints Way. Uh, presently, this area is being demolished. It's an um, unregulated community. It's being demolished by the task force, so work was ongoing. The area was evacuated 
from Monday of this week. So there were, no, none of the um, structures were occupied. Now, if you would recall, the Cool Acres shanty town also went up in flames just hours before its demolition. And now with this incident, Kerry says there's concern. We now have to take precaution and beef up patrols. We do have uh, police and defense force patrolling during the hours of the night, but uh, the areas are somewhat dark. During the uh, demolition, you always have persons walking around trying to salvage what they can salvage. So therefore, um, we try to have our officers as safe as possible while um, patrolling during the nights. Now with these incidents comes the speculation of arson. Works and Utilities Minister Clay Sweeting says we'll have to wait and see. They, they assume to get it under control and then they'll do an investigation to see whether it was arson or whether it was accident or, or that. We should have that report. Um, hopefully the police have that this week. Reporting for Our News, I'm Joshua Williams. All right, thanks for that, Josh. Yeah, well, thanks, Italian. Welcome, everybody, for a quick check on this. All right, thanks for that, Josh. And there was Greg. We have lots of rain in the capital today as a cold front is expected to roll in. Meteorologist Greg Thompson is in the Weather Center with your first look at weather. Greg. Yeah, thanks, Italian. Welcome, everybody, for a quick check on conditions outside our studios and around the islands. It is cloudy outside. Temperatures in the mid-70s, 75 degrees. Breezy conditions outside there as well. Northeast winds at 50 miles per hour, and they are gusting higher at times. It feels like temperature very comfortable, 73. Satellite radar composite showing a frontal boundary now drifting into the central Bahamas. Some cloudiness and some showers associated with that boundary. Still occurring across our area, the northwest Bahamas, the capital, as well as portions of the central Bahamas. That front is likely to stall tonight, and we expect that front to back up towards the north through Friday. So we're looking at some cloudy conditions once again across the northwest Bahamas. That's a quick check on conditions around the island. Stick with us. A look at your extended forecast is still to come. Still to come in our news, a fire leaving several classes at the SC McPherson Junior High School destroyed. The education minister speaks. Also, the University of the Bahamas snored, forming a new partnership with Eugene DePuch Law School. And the saga continues between government and the Grand Bahama Port Authority. The GBPA is responding to comments made by government. And that's all coming up when our news returns. technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having business in a box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. 
Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS Bulk Messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands. Embrace technology and the digital transfer. A fire at the S.C. McPherson Junior High School on Friday destroying four classrooms, displacing 140 students and eight teachers. The president of the Bahamas Union of Teachers sounding off in a WhatsApp voice note expressing concerns for both students and teachers. While tonight, the education minister gives an update on repairs. In a viral voice note, President of the Bahamas Union of Teachers, Belinda Wilson, says she had a meeting with the principal of S.C. McPherson Junior High. She says they compiled several issues and claims commitments were made. However, Wilson says most were not met thus far. She claims attempts to communicate with the principal did not yield results. The Minister of Education, Glennis Hannah Martin, told reporters on Wednesday that the damage to that particular block was not extensive. The principal and the teachers and the school board and the ministry have collaborated and been very proactive and as a result they have been able to address uh, um, all of the issues including um, the redirection of students to alternative spaces, um, replacement of materials for teachers that had been lost in the fire, dealing with um, the smoke and um, any issue that of, of mold, any issue of that nature. Hannah Martin says she is pleased with the swift response to the matter. We also have a police officer, an SRO, trained on that campus every day, all day. And, the, and um, from all accounts, there is no truth to that, um, that, assert, that account. And, um, you know, and these sort of um, assertions, which, have, which are not able to be verified and, in fact, are discounted by the factual investigation, are not helpful. But that is not the only issue plaguing the education system circulating on social media recently. Reports of gang violence, bullying and stealing at H.O. Nash School. According to the education minister, those reports have been discredited. There is no truth to that assertion. It's not the wild, wild west. You have a managed environment, you have a principal, you have um, senior leadership, you have the police on the campus. Hannah Martin asserts that the campus is safe and well-managed. Reporting for Our News, I'm Megan Shepard. While the University of the Bahamas Northern Campus and the Council on Legal Education, Eugene DePuget Law School, signed a memorandum of understanding recently, the law school will assist UB in meeting the objectives of the UB Ignite project. The project was founded in 2023 thanks to a half a million dollar grant from the International Development Bank. The UB Ignite coordinator, Joy Ritchie, says the project aims to contribute to national development and foster economic growth across the Bahamas, particularly on Grand Bahama, as that island continues to rebound from consistent challenges. It is so important for us to have relationships like this because this project only works because we are able to partner with organizations who are going to help us deliver the best product for our participants. And so by including the, the law school, uh, the legal aid clinic, um, that just tells you how serious we are about this program and we wanted the best for our participants and so we went to the best. 
And so they have the legal minds and, and they are a, a school and so they're educating their students and, and that's what we're trying to do. The law school will organize and deliver seminars, collaborate with UB to organize training sessions and webinars focused on various legal topics tailored to entrepreneurs. They will also provide mentorship, guidance, insight and advice to help participants address legal issues, understand legal implications and make informed decisions. Stakeholders are calling on their vast network of alumni to participate. I believe the project itself is now going on to its fourth cohort. Um, and we were able to come in um, since the second cohort, and so we have been able to provide legal seminars uh, to the participants uh, to guide them in terms of corporate and, and, and commercial concepts, and being able to, to guide them in terms of corporate and commercial concepts, and being able to just give them a basic understanding of what they need from a legal perspective um, to assist them as they continue and, and go on this journey to to become entrepreneurs. And also from Grand Bahama tonight, the saga continues between government and the Grand Bahama Port Authority. In a statement late this afternoon, the GBPA expressed disappointment over a claim for expenses owed to government for the administration of the city of Freeport. Officials say they do not believe legal proceedings are appropriate in relation to the matter, nor does it inspire confidence or encourage further investment in the port area. Now to read the full statement, it's available now at ournews.bs. When our news comes back from the break, you may have noticed these huge statues at the Straw Market downtown Nassau. Our team Joseph has the full story about the cultural designs coming up. Bahamians balled out in the NCAA and the Mingos volleyball squad took to the court over the weekend. Our sports is up next. And get your raincoats out as we may see some rainy conditions for the next few days. Greg is back with more weather details when our news returns. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS bulk messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands. Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. 
So having Business in a Box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS bulk messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the family app. This is our news. Welcome back. A few Bahamians take the floor in college basketball and the Mingos volleyball team played in local action. Here's Tej Adderley with a check on sports. Tej? Thanks, Natalia. Good evening. I'm Tej Adderley here at the midpoint of the week with our sports. Bahamians Sammy Hunter of the University of Akron Zips and AJ Store of the University of Wisconsin Badgers took to the hardwood last night. New Providence-born Sam Hunter had what was easily one of the best games of the season for his Akron Zips, scoring 17 points along with four rebounds to help his team get a 77-66 win in action against Western Michigan. AJ Store also played in the Big Ten for his pack of Badgers. He had 20 points and five rebounds along with two assists. Unfortunately, they came up short against the Penn State Nittany Lions 87-84. Over to the diamond, we have more great baseball news for the country. Another Bahamian officially signed to an MLB organization. Bohan Adderley, a 17-year-old shortstop and third baseman, is now officially a part of the New York Mets organization. He signed just before 8 p.m. yesterday. To the New York Mets organization, I am extremely grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for believing in me and my potential to grow in this organization. I pledge to put my best foot forward in everything that I do because I am now a representative of you. He's the fifth Bahamian for the week to sign with an MLB team. Javado Bain also signed with the Toronto Blue Jays, while a trio of 17-year-olds Trent Wilson, Edwin Darville, and Tavano Baker all signed with the Boston Red Sox. Now we're going to bring it back home where the Mingos volleyball squad played over the weekend. The UB volleyball squad came through with a clutch win to keep themselves in playoff contention over the weekend, sweeping the poppers in straight sets 25-19, 25-16, and 25-18. Shania Bo was more than thrilled for the win. The game went exceptionally well. I think we should have done a better job with our defense, but outside of that, we came out, we knew what we needed to do. We know we needed this win to ensure that we make it to the playoffs, but overall, we did an excellent job. This is our coaches, and we played as a team. All right, we're all done with sports today. I'm Tej Adderley. Still ahead on our news tonight, guarding the Bahamas heritage. You may have seen these beautiful statues at the Straw Market downtown Nassau. We'll tell you the story behind it all coming up. And lots of rain in the capital this week, but hopefully things clear up soon. Meteorologist Greg Thompson is back in the Weather Center with your extended forecast right after this quick break.
technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. With proper tools like our fixed and mobile services, we help you stay connected. For solutions that work, ask the experts. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions. In what we do at Best Brew, it really doesn't end when the customer purchases our product. We offer specialty coffee, tea, spices, and brewing equipment. We do a lot of, um, of our orders via website. We actually have the mobile service and the phone service and the internet. So having business in a box really kind of brought everything together for us and helps us to be able to provide the customer services that we pride ourselves on. Don't spend hours sending individual messages to your customers. Use SMS messaging instead. With Cable Bahamas Business Solutions SMS Messaging, you can send personalized messages to hundreds or even thousands of recipients instantly. It's quick, effortless, and cost-effective. Plus, it ensures that your messages are delivered directly to your customers' cellular phones, guaranteeing higher engagement. Save time and boost your outreach with SMS bulk messaging. Call Cable Bahamas Business Solutions at 601-8911 in Nassau or 602-8811 in the Family Islands. Embrace technology and the digital transformation for better business results. For small business owners, it's essential to understand how technology can affect operational efficiencies. Modern communication relies on technology and your customer service depends on communication. Welcome back to our news. Heavy showers in the capital on this Wednesday, and there appears as if there may be some more rain in the forecast this week. Greg is back in the Weather Center with your extended forecast. Greg? Yeah, thanks again, Natalia, and welcome back, everybody, for our final check of weather. We have a final boundary that pushed through the capital early today. It's drifted through the northwest Bahamas last night and into the early portion, portions of the day. Some showers occurring across the capital uh, earlier as we speak. Uh, we expect some more showers down to the south. That front is going to stall across the central Bahamas and eventually it's going to back up towards the north through Friday. So we're looking at continued cloudiness as well as some chances for some isolated showers across the northwest Bahamas. But once that front gets out of here, high pressure will briefly be in charge and then we expect another front by the weekend. And take a look at that in our future forecast. That front, as I mentioned, slipping into the central Bahamas with some isolated showers. It's going to fall apart a bit, but we expect that front to back up towards the north through Thursday, so isolated showers will remain in the forecast by then. And then on Friday, that front will be to the north, and here comes the other front. That's the one that we expect to get in here by Saturday. That one has some cool air mass behind it, so we're looking at continued nice conditions into early portions of next week, as well as some breeze conditions, so boating and beaching may become a challenge by that time frame. Speaking of boating, northwest and central Bahamas, caution flag in place. Northeast to east winds, 15 knots. They will become more east to southeast as that front backs up towards the north through tomorrow. Sea is 3 to 5 feet. Your low tide was at 6.49 this evening. High tide taking place at 1.12 in the morning. 
for the Southeast Bahamas. Caution flag in place for you guys down there as well. Stronger winds, east to southeast, 15 to 20 knots. Seas running 4 to 6 feet over open waters. Here's a look now at your national forecast. In the extended forecast, with that front boundary in our immediate vicinity, we'll keep showers in the forecast Thursday, Friday. Then we expect the second front again here on Saturday. That one will usher in a nice change in the temperatures. Sunday, we expect temperatures to be in the very low 70s, but those winds will continue to be very strong, so it's going to feel a little cooler, so you may need some sweaters for the early part of next week. That's a look at our weather. Make it a safe night, everybody. All right, thanks so much, Greg. Well, if you've been in the downtown area recently, you may have noticed some larger-than-life statues at the northern and southern entrances of the Shaw Market. The father and son duo responsible for these creations say the plan is to guard the Bahamas' heritage through long-lasting junk-new pieces. Our Dean Josephs tells us more about the cultural designs. Massive 18-foot-tall junk-new figures overlook Bay Street and the Nassau Cruise Port welcoming residents and guests to the downtown area. The monuments result from a partnership between the Straw Market Authority and Cultural Designs, a craft company led by Anthony Bain Sr. and his son, Anthony Jr. The duo specializes in Junkanoo art and carvings. Bain Sr.'s love for the craft has led to his involvement in Junkanoo over the past 50 years with several groups and earned him the designation as the most winningest Junkanoo builder. He says he is grateful for the opportunity to pay tribute to the nation's festival. It was something that I always wanted to do. The opportunity just presented itself now and I'm able to, to you able to look at the uh, product that is something that is dear and near to my heart as relates to art and culture in the country. The pieces are carved from foam and the pair say they have made the pieces weatherproof and say they can remove the foam pieces when storms approach. Following in his father's footsteps in the Junkanoo craft, Bain Jr. says these larger-than-life monuments are milestones in the Bahamas' story and ensure that Junkanoo lives on Bay Street beyond boxing and New Year's days. For me, this is more than just Junkanoo. It's, an, it's something that's quite historical, and it's done so significantly. Um, normally, typically with Junkanoo, it's not designed to last forever. But our intention was to create a product, a finished product that was fully separate and apart from Junkanoo to really actually make it an actual, something that people could look forward to and see it and be inspired by the creativity. And visitors like Brandon Grossman from North Carolina and Charles Maxwell from Orlando, Florida are taking notice of these colorful giants. The second we stepped off the boat, you know, you feel the culture, you feel the vibes from everybody here. And just from what I can see so far, these statues are just a beautiful. These giants remain nameless for now, but you could come up with something and leave your ideas in the comments. Reporting for our news, I'm Gene Joseph. All right, thanks so much for that, Gene. And with that, we thank you for joining us for our news tonight. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Natalia Hall. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a great evening.